chance. I am not gonna waste it. He said the age of heroes would never come again. Fighting the devil and his army. You know, I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells. He's never fought us united. It's time to stand, fight. The time is now. presents this program in color. Autobots, roll out. End of line. Sounds pretty heavy. Wait, has nothing to do with it. I am the Night Industries 2000. That are alive, you are coming with me. Hasta la vista, baby. I'm Batman. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome back to another episode of Vintage Geeks, where we are saving the multiverse one podcast at a time. I'm David. I'm Joe. And I'm Doc Kim. And it is come and gone. It has the long awaited Zack Snyder cut has graced our presence and we have all finally seen it. We have seen his vision or what his vision could have been. Um, I, I can't, I still cannot believe from the time they announced it, which was right around the beginning of the pandemic last year, that we've, it's like it was already here and we've seen it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just yeah. like the day no one ever thought would come. <laughs> and it, a lot of people, in a day a lot of people didn't want to come. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I could think of at least one person who oh, would yeah. not listen, want this day to come to pass. Li- yeah. Listen, uh, it, it, like I said, if you don't like Zack Snyder and you don't like, you know, like Man of Steel and how he did with that, you won't like this. No. But don't get on somewhere and say this is the worst <laughs> movie in the history of film. You're you're just fucking trolling and you're looking yeah. for attention and that's you just you want attention is what you want. There, yeah. This is Ow. nowhere even if you didn't like this, this is nowhere near the worst movie that's ever been made. Yes. Give me a break. Wow. Um I wasn't even actually referencing that. I was oh, well, my. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was waiting. My, but obviously, someone has something to say about some things, Joe. I was actually meaning Joss Whedon would want to see this day come to pass because it makes his oh. version like trash. But we'll get into that. But obviously, someone has something to get off their chest. Well, I just listen. Uh, it, honestly, the the trolling on this movie has been ridiculously bad like to be honest it's been trolling on both sides if you fucking yes. 100 like, 
you're right. If you hated this movie, like even if you dislike this movie, the amount of oh my god, this is the worst movie in Hollywood history, to oh my god, this is the cinematic masterpiece we all deserve. Like seriously, people, calm the fuck down. Honestly, you are all being retarded and just need to chill the fuck out some. Okay. Yes. Seriously, I agree a hundred percent with that. There's there's. The extremes of both are are, are pretty ridiculous yeah. with it, and uh, so. But I, I still, and again, and it's hard to, you know, when when we're judging this. See, see, we can't say this is what we would have got in Zack Snyder's theatrical release. You cannot right. say that because they would not have released a four-hour movie. Would no. they have released a two-hour and forty-five-minute movie? Okay, sure. All right, then what would have been sacrificed for this? Yeah. I mean, you know. Do you sacrifice the weird Norwegian people singing? Probably, you know. Do you? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Do, do, you, do you? Did you guys watch it with closed captioning? Yeah. Okay. No, I like didn't. the like you know. Do you have to do the ancient lamentation women Actually, singing every time Wonder Woman shows her face? No, yeah. you don't have to do that. But. <laughs> Yeah, no, I act the first time I watched this movie, I didn't watch it with closed captions until the end because for whatever reason during the epilogue, I couldn't hear what Batman and Joker were saying to one another. Right. And by the way, motherfuckers, if you're listening to this, spoilers, fuck you, that's your warning. How don't like it, suck a dick, whatever. Fucking I for it's not that I couldn't understand. I think my daughter was talking and like I just kept not being able to hear it really well. And I fucking had to back it up and I put closed captions on and just so I could kind of see what was going on and what was actually being said. Cause holy shit, that fucking dialogue of of was maybe some of the best of that movie. It was brilliant. And I can't believe I missed it the first time. But oh, man. that being said, I fucking the second time I watched it with the closed captions on it fucking there was some things i realized i did miss that made it a little more cohesive because i would just didn't get it the first time through but yeah uh but we're gonna save that for later we will table that discussion for a little while because we have a surprise guest holy shit man just like coming right through this coming right through david yeah Boom. i was like apparently david is is fucking broadcasting from a truck stop someplace <laughs> holy shit that fucking apparently optimus that... prime transformed <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it was. Dude, you don't get big trucks coming up and down this road very often when they do. They're fucking loud. Holy shit. Sorry about that. But um, we will have someone joining us to talk uh, Justice League. Uh, they were pretty excited to share their opinion on it, and I was happy to have them. So um, Duncan Joe don't know who it is. They're going to be surprised as well. I think this is going to be funny as shit. Um, but uh gentlemen how's how's the last couple of weeks treated you how you how you been doing um, oh well you want to start joe <laughs> um I, I, it's okay <laughs> i've had a lot of i've had like uh this, this week has been like people in hospital stuff yeah. like mom surgery father-in-law cancer you know chemo and all that my daughter-in-law had a had a literal brain surgery on tuesday 
Uh, so that's been my focus this week. But before that, it was just fucking laying flooring. You know, so that's <laughs> so that's what I went from. I went from la- just laying flooring every day, every night uh, to that other stuff. So, but uh, I was I was just so looking forward to. You know, this week with this Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, you know, and some other stuff I've watched. So that that's that was kind of keeping me motivated. So. Yeah, and my my week has been very my very bland. My couple of weeks has been just work, 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 new responsibilities at work and just, you know, I work in a school system. So with everything with the reopening and everything and the covid so it's just been that. So it's been very boring and very mundane. With so. great power comes yeah. great responsibility. <laughs> yeah, and and no and no good salary. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're like you're like uh, like when you uh, we'll talk about later, but with Falcon at the bank, it's a lot of goodwill. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I felt I felt that scene in my soul right there. Oh my like, gosh! But listen, I you know. Everyone is well, thank God. You know, I've, you know, I'm not dealing with what Jill's dealing with in terms of family issues, so I can I cannot complain. So I'm good. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't got much to complain about. Thank God. I, it's been fucking crazy. Like the amount of shit that I've had to do the last couple of weeks. It, it was kind of nice to break last week just to get caught up on some shit i feel like i'm perpetually behind at this point like i'm looking around my office i got shit everywhere i should probably spend a day just fucking cleaning it but i feel like i'm too busy all the time fucking crazy um so what do we want to start out with should we should we hit up superman and lois because i think that is probably some of the best television going right now by a long shot um i agree with dunk in our chat said that the teenagers in this show all suck and i i could not agree more i think the only exception to that rule is jonathan i think he's been the bright spot for the teenagers for me um but i think this show has been ridiculous ridiculously good in portraying superman and lois and their relationship like this pat last episode had one of the nicest moments where they were in the barn having dinner and shit and like you could genuinely feel the connection that they had um to me that that was the heart and soul of what makes this series special right now yeah, and they yeah. Don't, and they don't have a lot of uh, you know the the Superman scenes that they 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 have done in every episode have been top notch, and they haven't yeah. been long. So you you know you're like ninety percent Lois Clark family stuff. Yeah. So and you know in a Superman when your show is Superman and Lois, you've got to really hit that stuff. You've got to hit it pretty good for people to stay interested in it, and. Uh, and I think they're doing, you know, for four episodes, I think they're doing a, a tremendous job. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I know, you know, Brian with PCL posted just something the other day. It's like, you know, the, you know, we've heard this phrase before. You know, the show, this show has no right being this good. Mm-hmm. And I hope they may, I hope they maintain the quality, and just and just toe the line on the the the, the teen angst and 
yeah that kind of stuff um but uh yeah i i think it's uh i love uh i love her portrayal of lois mm-hmm. um and she's like she is you know the matriarch of the family she's she's like the main person of the family uh when he's not superman so right. i think they did a, i think they did a really good job with that and uh um i just I don't I don't know uh, I don't know how the her father goes from you moved to Smallville to now let's let's open up a a new right we I think he may be whatever I'm like that doesn't jive I mean he's okay yeah he's not at your beck and call you know and of course that whole thing with the with the uh the prisoner transfer and all that yeah uh, but to to go from that to He's a potential. Well, maybe that's how. That's, I guess that's how the military thinks. Anyway, that everybody's right. yeah. a potential threat. So I under. So, but uh, I think that's kind of, kind of cool because when we started the show, we're like, wow, this is an interesting dynamic because he's always portrayed as a as a, an antagonist to Superman. Mm-hmm. Now they're, you know, they're like buddies. They're like more on the same page than than, you know, Lois and them. And now now this is where kind of maybe the the split starts to happen. But, you know, the, the one line that he said in there was something about, you know, half the military is still scared of you, you know? And yeah. that, that gives it, that gives it more of that man of steel type vibe to it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I think, I think it's cool. It's such a, like I said, I don't even think about the flash. Like I'm not even, I, I haven't gone back to the flash. <laughs> um, It's, you know, it's, it's just, now we got Falcon and Winter Soldier on. We got you know yeah. the Snyder Cut. You got you know some other movies that we'll talk about. So it's uh this is the CW show to watch. Yeah. Um. So and you know I've I've been somewhat hesitant to to jump on board this this CW train. I enjoy this show. I really do. But. More than any other element. Um, I go back. Love... You cut out a little. You cut out a little bit. What yeah. Did you oh, say? can you, you hear me? Because yeah. yeah you like... After but you said but, and then we were like on oh, our, we were on the sorry. edge of our seat. Like, <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, yeah, no, I'm saying I, I enjoy the Superman aspect of this show way more than anything else. Um, mm-hmm. and it's so weird because everything else that's happening is what makes this portrayal of Superman interesting because we, and I think we said it before him being portrayed as a father, being conflicted with his multiple responsibilities and multiple identities and priorities and being pulled in different directions. That portrayal hasn't really been done really well on screen and comic books has been explored, but not too much on screen and it's really good and it makes him so much more of a relatable character, but I really don't care that much about it. It's so weird. I do like the, 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 I guess the the tra- transition of the relationship between him and General Lane, mm-hmm. Lois's father. I think that's a real thing, and I think you're gonna we're gonna find. I suspect that we're gonna find that his his motivations has always been to keep Clark or Superman under his under his thumb. 
Um, and as long as he was able to control him to a certain degree, he was cool with that. Right. But he now is seeing that he's losing that control because there are other things that are becoming important to to Clark's life. And now he's switching to, all right, now we got to pull out these contingency plans. Um, so I'm very interested in that. I agree with David that Jonathan, of the, of the teenagers, Jonathan is the best one of the bunch. The rest of them, I, I, I could care less about them. <laughs> I yeah. really could. I hate them. I and it's and it and it really isn't just this show. If you look at a lot of other shows, teenagers are always portrayed as these annoying, self-indulgent, self-righteous, know-it-all fucks. Yeah. And this show, and the CW shows in in particular, seem to really hone in on that. And this show is no different with that. But Jonathan is yeah. is is a bit of fresh air. So. Yeah, I think what this show does really well is put Superman in those positions that are a challenge for him without making it seem unrealistic. Like, unrealistic in an even comic book way. Like, the the bridge collapsing is shit that Superman should and will take care of. And doing it for this show shows off that super what superman is and why superman's important and if you don't get those like challenges to him that make him feel worthy of having the superman title then it kind of falls flat but i think it, this show does such a good job the, the between the villains they're putting up um the 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 situations they're putting them in. I buy it. I buy that this is how Superman would react to this stuff. Um, and I, the fucking teenager shit. Oh my God, dude. It is there. It's, it's just feels like these teenagers are always privileged. Like every one of them has even just being out in Smallville, even though there's nothing there, they all feel like they have that like air of arrogance and privilege about themselves that they really shouldn't have. Like, if you're living in the country, like, I don't know that these kids should feel as white, preppy, upper class snobbiness that I get from them. It's kind of weird. I don't buy it. And they all kind of do suck, like from that one kid berating the kid in the diner because he couldn't afford a fucking hamburger because he may not be oh quite as rich. Like it, to me, that's he, just like. It, 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 and isn't he? And that's is he on the football team with him? Right. Like, yeah. Like that. Yeah. You... That caught me off guard because I was like, wait, did I miss a piece of setup on that? Like, yeah. Because he was on the the team, and I first of all, I didn't realize that he was he got injured when. Um, Jordan manifested his powers, but that became clear in in one of the, epi the I think the fourth episode or the third episode I can't remember. But he's on the team. He was down with them, so you would have think you would think that he was already past that kind of hazing. But right. you're right, and you know it seems like they they're kind of putting a bit of classism in there. But I'm like, where did it come from? Because I didn't like there was just it was just out of out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, that, that to me is like the weak point of this show. Um, I think Lois is 
fucking marvelous. Like she portrays Lois perfectly. Like this is how I want Lois to act. I want her to be an investigative journalist and have that balance between her life. It's it's done really well. I, I know we had talked about that one chick who had the grievance on it. I'm not seeing it in these first four episodes where her dialogue is dumbed down or yeah like i don't i'm not seeing that in this show so i'm not sure where that really came from i'm to me i think this is one of the best representations of lois um she's strong she's smart she's like there's she doesn't feel like she needs superman and like it's just it's a really nice breath of fresh air, this show, for the Superman legacy and to me. It's just a pleasure to watch. I'm so psyched Wednesday morning, which is like one of my busiest fucking days at work. I'll wake up early just to come into my office and watch that episode before I start working. And I leave in a great in a great mood. So, Well, you know, like you said, with the thing with how they're doing Lois in this is, you know, she's a real strong character. She's what you would expect from the like the preeminent journalist in the world and then and we'll talk about this later in in like this justice league all she does the whole movie is pine over clark who's dead yeah you know what i mean that's yeah. all that's all she did in this movie yeah yeah so yeah, they didn't yeah, they yeah. really didn't do anything with her character and i mean i'm sure they could have and i mean you got, you got writers you can think of something to do right. but to just sit around and sulk and you haven't gone into work is not a real good portrayal of a character um so Uh, especially especially give it when i'll save that comment for for when we talk about justin but um with this lois in in superman and lois and and i if you guys remember i i said (laughs) that i didn't really particularly care for her i I didn't feel like Mm. her story i am starting to get more into her storyline i am starting to she i am warming up to her storyline i think her portrayal is spot on in terms of a strong woman who um knows you know her worth knows that you know is not scared to go after um what she feels is right she's willing to fight for what she thinks is right um fiercely protective of her family but also fiercely protective of her of her career. She's not like you know in that. Oh, I have to make you know make the choice of one or the other. So and I think she's it's really good. So I'm buying into it. Um, and the, the 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 actress is really good too. Like at first I didn't when my first time I saw her like I didn't really like dig her acting, but I am really really getting into her. So I I think the show is I. I I agree with with this. This it, it doesn't have this, no business being this good for a CW show. Like we obviously, there's obviously superhero shows that we're gonna talk about in a minute or a little bit later that are very very good, um, mm-hmm. and the quality is very good. But for a show to be on network TV, to be on a CW show, this is by far the standard bearer for me right now. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, I think next week is the uh, mid-season finale. Um, It's the last episode before they go on break. And then we get Supergirl 
the last season of Supergirl, which I'm not sure how many episodes that's going to be. And then this will pick up to finish off its second half of the season. Um, so we have a we have a small break. Um, and I'm going to miss it. But I think I, I think both of these last two episodes still get a Jedi from me. Um, I even though I the teenage story. Oh, that's the other thing that uh, one of the things that I really like that they're doing is kind of bringing that smallville feel of making this story like having having the uh, kryptonite around and that causing the kids like i get that smallville feel from it and i really dig that um so just uh, to me i think it's it's some of the best network television around right now and these last two uh, episodes have been just fucking phenomenal to watch and I so I have a question. Like, what do you guys? I, I I my ears perked up when the dialogue when they were talking about the dialogue of the other meta humans and mm-hmm. them being put into a school. I was yeah. like, wait, like so. And that made me think about. It. I didn't even stop thinking about it. Like, are in this of in this universe, are there other superheroes? Well, I think this is part of the CW universe, so I would imagine so. I think it, this is just kind of making it more... At sea, and I don't even know how much it really feels like the rest of that universe. It, it really does feel like they're kind of split off on their own. Yes. But yeah. they really are part of this that universe. It. I think that the stuff that goes on in this universe may not necessarily translate or go into the Arrowverse too much because I just don't know where the Arrowverse is going. Supergirl's closing down. The Flash, everyone's kind of met on at this point. Like, I don't know anyone watching it right now, to be honest with you. Um, The... I, I don't even know if Legends Black of Lightning Tomorrow is, it, is Black, still going. Black Lightning it, is going to be done here. Legends of yeah. Tomorrow is going to be done. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't pick up the uh, the Canaries. You know, Green Arrow and the Canaries. You know, pilot or backdoor pilot. They did at the end of the last season of Arrow. Right. So they didn't. They're not going ahead with that. Uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, so all they have is all they have really is. Flash, Batwoman, and Superman and Lois, right? Yeah. After yeah. this, after this season, I yeah. would assume. Um, yeah. I w- it wasn't. There was talk about other. I think other properties that they're that they're going to add. Um, but I can't remember offhand. They'll, believe me, they're they'll they'll think of something. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hope they keep that that or an HBO Max. Though. You know what I mean? They're yeah. gonna. Figure out what's gonna work best for this or versus HBO Max. You got well. You also remember you got Star. You got Star Girl season two, which is coming back in. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Star Girl. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um. But anyway. So. All right. Well. Um. It is time for us to add my guest. So give me just a second, gentlemen, and let me get him on. This. Dude, do we have a? Do we have a drum roll to announce? <laughs> I don't have a drum roll. Maybe I, maybe if I I'll, I'll write the timestamp. Maybe I'll add one in here. Twenty five. <laughs> All right. 
Ladies and gentlemen, from the Snakes and Batman podcast. <laughs> That's right. I fucking knew it. I felt boy, it. Chris Eaton. He felt he felt was, a presence in the force. There was, was a disturbance in the force. <laughs> What's going on, gentlemen? What's oh. going on, my friend? Good thing I didn't uh, talk shit about you yet. Uh, yeah, no, no, I was waiting for that. Fucking <laughs> Oh, what are you fucking gentlemen doing? Well, sir, we just got done talking a little super bad of Lois. We were waiting for you to talk some Justice League. Um, I, the morning of the Justice League drop, uh, me and Chris were going back and forth a little bit, and I hadn't heard from either Dunk or Joe for pretty much the whole day on their thoughts like joe got to one point where he's like i had to, i watched the first half and i had to turn it off so it was only me and chris who were like really had really seen it and were able to talk and i was like dude do you want to come on and he's like yeah i'd love to talk to this film i'm like all right don't tell duncan joe i'm gonna surprise him and he's like all right i won't say shit so well even uh, i talked to duncan uh, a couple of days ago and I was like, when are you guys recording and talking about Justice League? Yeah, you <laughs> fucker. <laughs> well, the good thing is now I know a little bit about I we from that conversation, I know a little bit about his uh his stance on it. So I I I I'm ready for the for this conversation now. Oh, I thought it would be fun. I I Oh, oh yeah, it's always gonna uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I I think um because Chris, I think you you have seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Let, let's hit up Falcon and the Winter Soldier first. Because, um, fuck, if we don't got a lot to unpack with Justice League. But, um, so, Friday, Falcon and the Winter Soldier dropped. And I fucking am loving what they're doing with these characters. I love, I just knowing what they did with WandaVision. And what they're going to do with this flesh out Falcon and the Winter Soldier and just add layers. Like, I love this first episode. That opening scene was fucking beautiful. I could not believe how good that looked. They, they were like, you thought WandaVision first episodes were slow? How about this fucker? <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I, I loved it. I loved the story of it. I loved making them deal with their real life and giving them some depth that they deserve. Um, it, to me, this is what Disney plus should do with these characters, flesh them out, make them a bigger part of the universe. So that when you're throwing them in stories, they feel like a, you don't have to work so hard at trying to flesh them out in a movie. Um, this is the perfect venue for it. And they're doing a great job. God damn, the story's tight. The fucking, it's believable. I, it brings depth to the universe. Like, like you were talking about fucking Falcon in the trying to get a loan. And the, the dude's like, wait, don't, how do you guys get paid? Like, does Tony just take care of it? And he's like, yeah, no, no, that doesn't, that doesn't fly. So it was really nice to just get this nice, deep look into the universe and it, it looks fucking beautiful. It was a good way to set up the, the, the antagonist of the series, the, um, uh, this 
introducing U.S. agent, like, and dropping it there, like, just, you're going to bring him in, and then fuck it, cut the black, we're done. Wait till next week, like, perfect way to stop it. So, I loved it, obviously. Joe? Yeah, um, great, great start of the show. I, um, I love the, um, the therapist and the you know the bucky thing and going you know where he's still tormented by stuff and he's still mm-hmm. you know he's trying to make amends his own way and then of course you get the you know the revelation about you know the guy who he's befriended is cuz he's killed you know killed his son and he's still living with that um and i um like i said i, I when when it, when he was giving up the shield, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what, what Rody? Why are you telling him like, right? Like, you, you know, you're a symbol, you know. And then that happens, and then I swear to God, at the end, okay, well, yeah, I had the whole thing with the bank, you know. And I'm like, fuckers, you know, motherfuckers. And then at the very end, when that fucking congressman or, you know, and I'm like, oh, you fucker, you, you know, you get him to turn in the shield. And then you toss it over to the, the, the old younger old man from Up, you know, with his fucking big-ass nose and his ears sticking out. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. So I, I still – David, if you remember, we talked about this a while ago. I still think – I still think he gets killed very early in oh, yeah. the show. And, and yeah. then uh, – so I don't think we're going to – I don't think we're going to get a lot of U.S. agent as uh, no. the the antagonist. I think he, I think he's gonna think he's a badass, and he's gonna get like totally owned well, by flag smashers or whatever. And then it's gonna be like coming back to to Sam and those guys. Like we need, we actually need you, right? And well, and, it, it be, in the in the flag smasher scene where they where he fucking got that dude got pummeled by one of the flag smashers. Yeah, you could tell that dude was enhanced. Oh yeah, and whoever they got fucking. Whoever they got to do U.S. agent, there's no fucking way that dude is enhanced like Captain America. He, You know for a fact that that dude is going to get owned like so bad. He's going to fucking show up and his fucking jaw is going to be completely removed from his face. His eyeball is going to be popped out. And they're gonna well, be remember, because like, you can you really can get, this is you what can, you got. Well, you because you can get remember because you have the the serum. But the serum also has to go with the, the the Vita rays, you know what I mean? And you have to have the right whatever makeup for it. So you can get some type of enhancement, I think, and they've done that in the comics and all that from from just the serum. But you won't be full potential Captain America, you know what I mean? Hence the yeah. Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, this this is like. You know, we we've seen the, the 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 trailers where this is like all a lot of a PR propaganda. You know, there's like they're at a football stadium, and it's like, hey man, this is a new Captain America. You know, he's got his sidearm. You see, did you see his sidearm? He's got, you know, yeah. Obviously, you need a sidearm. So, like, is is he is he meant to to be just a face, or is he actually meant to go out and do stuff? And I think uh, the the first time he goes out to to do something, he he's gonna. Uh, and I hope if they do show that, that he gets totally destroyed. Yeah, yeah. I just want to point out that we spent the last nine weeks during Wandavision fucking 
doing theories and fan theories and <laughs> fucking being disappointed as fuck. And the first time, the very first episode of Falcon, oh, he, he's not good. He He's going to get killed. He's, fuck you guys, all right? You guys just fucking love to torture yourselves. Mm. Go ahead, Chris. Chris, you're, you're the guest here. I'll let you go first. I Well, well I, I fucking love uh, you, you know, I, in your guys' terms, I definitely Jedi'd this fucking show. However, does every black guy in every series have to have a relative that owns a shrimp boat? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, really, haven't we seen enough of the shrimp boats as far as come, you know? Well, I, 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 they're from New Orleans. What else? They're from New Orleans. What else are they gonna fucking do down there? There's other jobs in New Orleans, man. <laughs> and you know what? If, if I was that bank guy, I wouldn't be racist by telling them no, you can't get a loan. I'd be a racist telling them no, you can't get a loan because you own a fucking shrimp boat, man. Like fucking what? What kind of job is that in 2021? <laughs> well, I mean, people still eat a shit ton of shrimp, so I don't know. Like, I, I, it I seems like a legit. Some some of, some of like the best some of the best shrimp I ever had was when I was in New Orleans because they catch the shit like an hour before you eat it. I just think that there has to be some kind of machine <laughs> that gets the shrimp now. Okay. <laughs> Like, like you don't need to be on a boat like fucking Lieutenant Dan and fucking it, it, it's just it's not it's it wasn't necessary. I mean, why didn't they they just make her a, a kitchen worker in a homeless shelter? Well, they kind of did that too, right? Wasn't yeah. she fucking bringing shit to fucking homeless people? Yep. Yeah, God. I think so. Yeah, that that was fucking yeah. racist, man. Um, <laughs> I, I love. Speaking of like racist, that. I love that. I love that little nod when they were in the bank, and she was like, you know, she was like, oh yeah, I wonder how come some other people get. And he was like, oh, don't go there, don't go there. It's right. like, like, it's like that's the last thing I need. Don't cancel me, please. Don't cancel mm-hmm. me. Yeah. It, uh, it, other than that part, I, I thought the entire thing was was just well done. I, I think the uh, the Bucky's relationship with the with the old. Uh, uh, Japanese guy or Chinese guy, it was it was fucking great. I th- I thought that Chinese broad was fucking hot as fuck, and um, I hope Bucky gets to bang her, and you know in the upcoming <laughs> episodes, right? So I agree. That's yeah. the uh, I, I mean I, I mean it was only forty five minutes, right? That the the other yeah. thing I didn't like about it is is we got like twenty eight minutes of credits again. Yeah. I think that's just something we're going to have to get used to with these fucking shows. Like if they say they're 50 minutes, it's, it's maybe 43 minutes and a bunch of credits. Cause right. right. Yeah. 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 But again, I'm fine with it as long as they're telling the story that they want to tell, you know, like I, but but you're sitting there for 18 more minutes. Like, is there going to be an extra, is there going to be an uh, end credit scene? I fucking fast forward through that. (laughs) Yeah. There's there's this little thing called fast forward. I don't know if you've discovered it over there, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I work on a shrimp boat. (laughs) I'm not up to date with, I'm not up to date with technology. Right. (laughs) Oh Jesus! Well, I fucking enjoyed it. Obviously, I Jedi the fuck out of it. The the opening scene was great. Like I, I watched it, and then I, even before I went on to watch the rest of the episode, I rewound 
rewind it and restart it and, yeah. and watch that same episode, like that, that sequence again, because it was just, it was great. Um, I don't know if this is intentional that Marvel's doing it like this, but what I see is while DC seems to try to make their, their heroes like gods, like literal gods among men, Marvel's going the opposite direction and they're really trying to ground their superheroes and show they're real people, they have real problems, they have real trauma, which was the whole theme and arc of um, um, WandaVision. And now we are seeing the after effects of, um, you know, with uh, with 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 Bucky. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Bucky. We're seeing the after effects of you know his you know whole life of fucking around and being controlled and shit like that. So I really dig that. I think that's something that's a really good way of going about telling telling these stories and kind of like what we talked about with Superman and Lois a really good way of making these characters relatable is by showing how human they are and they have these fallacies and stuff like that. So I, again, I don't know if it's, if it's, if it's intentional that they're going the exact opposite direction of DC, but that's just what I see. Who's the the bigger, who's the bigger asshole? Is it, is it uh, Stark industries for not helping him out or Bruce Wayne for not helping Martha Kent out? with uh, her place in Justice League because both of them, like, you have two freaking rich people with people literally right next to them. We're like, you know, we're going to let your house, we're going to let your farm go to foreclosure. Sorry, I helped kill your son, you know? I'm going to say that it's going to be Bruce because Bruce should have at least checked in on Martha, whereas Stark is like, these guys are heroes. They have their lives before they became heroes. They're going to have lives after they become heroes. Like this heroine isn't necessarily a full-time job for these people. They should find something outside of it. So it's not Tony's responsibility to make sure that he shares his wealth because he's not responsible for what they do. Whereas Bruce is kind of responsible for killing Clark. Or have well, 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 Clark dying. Yes and no, but I think what you're forgetting is, again, 2021, who fucking farms anymore? You deserve to lose <laughs> that fucking house, you idiot. You know, so... <laughs> fuck Martha Kent, all right? <laughs> uh, one of the things I loved about this, this show was when they showed Bucky waking up. He's laying on the floor, which was a callback to Winter Soldier. Or no. Was it? Yeah, to Winter Soldier when Steve and Sam are talking for one of the first times. And he says, when you got back or when you woke up, you can't sleep in a bed, can you? You sleep on the floor because you're not used to it. It doesn't feel right. And Bucky waking up on the floor was just such a nice callback to all that whole conversation and tying shit in together without shoving shit down your fucking throat. I, I really like the uh, when Bucky did the uh, three steps as he's beating the shit out of that dude. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he's got and he's got the he's got the book kind of like uh, Steve had the book, yep. you know, mm-hmm. with where he wrote down the stuff that he missed. But this is right, you know, yep. it's the the people. I, I now I didn't did I haven't saw any stories, but were there any names on there that were I saw Easter Zemo's eggs? name on there. Well, yeah, he's on there. Um, um. But I, I didn't really get a, a good look at it. 
Yeah, I didn't pay attention. I was, I, I, I knew, you know, I, I knew what they were referencing, and it was a callback to Steve, but I didn't really pay attention to the names. I didn't even know that Zemo's name was on it. Why would Zemo's name be on there? Uh, well, I think that it has something to do with reconciling the past, and because even the story he tells about the person he got put in a powerful position, he didn't really make amends to her. He made amends for the situation that he created. Yeah. So there's amends for the situations that you created and amends for people that necessarily were innocent victims. So like the Japanese kid is right. like, well, I get that, like but his so... amends to him, but the amends to Zemo is kind of making sure that they stay in jail or whatever like they get their comeuppance because he got used by them in some way but what but isn't zemo already in jail i don't yeah. know i would should, think so from what i what the, would yeah, imagine should, but i don't know yeah because at the end of um civil war i you got the impression he was going to kill himself but uh chakala stopped him and you would think that he would have ended up in jail did did you just say he did he did Chikala? he said I did. Chikala? <laughs> I did I probably did you're a black dude man so what dude it's a fucking you made fuck up, up black panther's name you fucking... <laughs> you're, yes. fucking, you're like yeah, like at the end of Civil War when Chicklets got the uh, the guy. <laughs> That's because I never really say his name. I always say the Black Panther. <laughs> oh fuck, you're funny. All right, Jesus. Take all right. Take away my black card. All right. I will say though that there is a difference between black card and African card. All right. That is facts. Yeah. Yeah. The African people hate the black people with the cards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Think they don't work enough. Yeah. <laughs> so do, you, do we think? Do we think Hershey is going to be the new Black Panther? I mean, Shuri. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh, I don't even remember how he said it. What did you say, Chihuahua? What did you, I, I don't remember. Chikara, Chikala, Chikala. I said Oh my god, that's fucking funny. <laughs> you you fucking just uh, lost a lot of credibility with people, my friend. <laughs> that's, that's 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 fine. That's fine. Well, all the black people on the left over. Oh, there's only exactly. One. All right, yeah, exactly. All right. That's why I'm not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 Joe and David are like, I'm done. I'm not even saying anything. I'm not fixing it. <laughs> Dude, I can't stop laughing. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I keep muting because I start coughing. Exactly. I, I don't think I have to worry too much about it. Yeah, yeah I think you're. Oh, fine. my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Trust me, if anything, no one in, this, in the army can fucking say shit about mispronouncing name. Anyone who has a podcast. In in the army has mispronounced so many fucking names, it's ridiculous. But um, so some of the names on his list are A. Rostev, which is Red Barbarian, um, 
possibly is one of them. It could be short for Andrei Rostov, also known as the Red Barbarian, a former general in Russia's armed forces who is notorious for his brutality. Um, he worked at a gulag where Bucky was brief- briefly in prison, so I guess they could rewrite that at some point. Uh, Wilhelm Hauser. He was like a name in a fucking Nick Fury comic. Obviously, Zemo's name on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing that really stands out. Just a lot of kind of deep cut kind of possible Russian villains that may or may not get pulled up. But nothing. They, they put. A, they should have put stuff in there like Ed Brubaker. Right. You know, it's. (laughs) I think the one that they noted in there was Whitaker for possibly Steve Whitaker. But that's about it. That's the only one. Did you see that there was a there was a story? I think it was Brew Baker that's basically just talking, kind of saying, "Yeah, I." You know, just another reason where the creators aren't getting any credit for what's on TV, and which they technically don't have to because they work for hire, but. Alex Ross brought this up too that he used to get like when they used something of his, uh, you know, they would send him seven grand. You know what I mean? Right. And he was like, "That's all I," you know. He goes, "I wasn't. It wasn't the amount. It was the, the acknowledgement." But he was talking about like the golden armor, or the kingdom come in the CW, the crossovers. None of that. No acknowledgement. Um, and that's kind of what Brew Baker said about this, where they're, you know, using all these characters and and really not acknowledging uh, the storytellers and the artists and the things like that who came up with this stuff and they're making billions of dollars. So, you know, I see it on the one hand. On the other hand, it's, they technically don't have to, but with the amount of money they're making, send the guy five grand, you know? Hey man, we're using this part of your story. Thank you. Good, you know, good night, you know? But I don't know if that opens up. I don't know if that opens up more legal can of worms. You know what I mean? Probably. I think so because I honestly, I think, they could, if they acknowledge it, they could possibly sue for writing credit on the film. Although, why not just give them a small writing credit? Pay them a little bit. Be like, listen, we're taking part of your story here. Have some cash. We'll give you a writing credit. Or a producer credit. Like, right. fucking Stan Lee was a executive producer on everything fucking Marvel that's ever come out. He's never did any any writing or anything on any of that stuff give give them a give them a producer credit yeah yeah so jedi's all around for the first episode of falcon and the winter soldier i fucking can't wait for this show to develop even more i i'm in for the ride for sure well gentlemen here's where we part ways justice league has come and gone and I felt every bit of that four hours watching that fucking movie. I get some people loved it. get some people hated it. To me, it was an improvement on what was out there. But it wasn't anything special that blew me away where I'm like, shit. So... I'm going to let you guys have fun with this. Um, I will go to Dunk first. 
So I enjoyed it. It was it was weights. It was long. It was uh, uh, it was a commitment to sit there the whole four <laughs> hours <laughs> and not kind of break it up. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I think it was a I won't say a vastly superior movie, but it was definitely a superior product than what we got the theatrical release. Um, and in all the key ways, um, with the exception, the possible exception one in the major categories, I think the character development was better. I think the storyline was better. I think the action sequences were better. And I think the, um, the CGI was better. Uh, the only thing that I would say that I would give the nod to the theatrical version is I like the musical score of the theatrical version better. I like the mm-hmm. the classic tie-ins to the Batman theme and the Superman theme. Um, I didn't like the we, we, who said it. I think we said it earlier where every time Wonder Woman was on screen, there was the the fucking Amazonian, you know. Yeah chant whatever that shit was i liked her wonder woman theme and that's what they played in the theatrical version so the musical score i'll give that to to the week but everything else i think this was a better version and i'm glad we got it i said it before i think we deserve you know we deserve to get the fans deserve to get the snyder cut because it's what you know it was it was for the fans that all being said i will say this i do understand to a certain degree why Warner Brothers wanted to pull away from some of the things that he put in there because if you're trying to make this, if you if you're if you're a movie studio and you want to make this movie ap- um, appeal to a mass market outside of the like comic book uh, aficionados that would understand the anti life equation and boom tubes and all of that stuff, I can understand kind of pulling away from that and wanting to limit that and kind of not introduce all of it at one at one time with what Snyder did. So I could understand to a point, but I I think they fucked up the the process of trying to whittle it down and make it more appealing. But as a comic book fan, I love I enjoyed the movie. Joe, what do you say? <clears throat> um I've been I've been waiting for this for ever since they said I mean I've followed this whole release the Snyder cut stuff. And I, way back when, if there was a chance to put money down, I said this, I would have put everything I own. This is never going to (laughs) happen. So I would be broke. Um, But the justice league theatrical is, is such an awful representation and it's rushed, especially when you watch this. And again, as we talked about before, we would not have got four hours in a theatrical cut. Would we have got two hours and 45 minutes? Yes. Okay. What would have, what would have to been sacrificed for that? We don't, we don't know. So just there's, there's unknowns with that. But like I said, I was shocked at how different, again, the, the cyborg characterization. Now I under kind of understand what, uh, what his issue with Whedon is, you know, to start out with, um, that the cyborg is like really the heart of Zach's version of this movie. 
and and his family and what he went through and and all of that. So I love the portrayal of Cyborg where he isn't just a one-dimensional. You actually got um Steppenwolf isn't one-dimensional. You 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 know you learn what his motivations were and you know where he tried to betray Darkseid and now his penance is, you know, having to just conquer world after world after world until you know he he settles you know pays his tab so to speak i thought the special effects were better uh with with steppenwolf uh and like dunk said i you know the since we had 4 hours the, these scenes were allowed to breathe more like these action scenes like the 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 amazon scene with the mother box is is a much better scene because you got more i mean you you had a bunch of them sacrifice themselves inside that dome that collapsed you know that was all cut out of the of theatrical um you the the wonder woman you know talking over about the the the, the original battle with dark side was a, an amazing scene and it was it was just allowed to to just kind of flow out there um I, and i like what they did with i like what they did with the flash where is i'm not i wasn't I'm still not 100% sold on Ezra Miller as Flash, but the scene with with Kirstie uh, Clemens or Iris West, that, I, that, I thought that whole scene was amazing, and and actually I enjoyed his humor out of everything that I've seen. I haven't really liked his humor, but that scene, that humor was fucking funny and it worked for me, um, and. I mean, I watched. I've watched it three times, so <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. I watched it, and me and my son watched it because he had never seen the theatrical. So we were watching it. and He was like, "Was this in the theatrical?" I'm like, "No, it wasn't." Was that? I'm like, "No." He's like, "Well, what was?" I'm like, "Well, you know, I'll tell you when we get there." Um, so uh, there's again, I there's still, you know, there's still some issues with it. Like I said, some of the music choices, eh. Uh, I think some of the scenes could have been cut. The the weird Norwegian people singing. I mean, I he he literally left everything in because he could with it. Um, but I really one of the things I really liked a lot better was uh, Superman's entrance into the Steppenwolf battle. That whole end battle with him is light years better because you had them working as a team together. And I, I also did like, and I'll go back a little bit. Um, I liked Ben Affleck's whole story arc where it's his guilt. And he's, he's saying, you know, we, you know, he's his intent on putting this team together and everything like that. So, um, like I said, I, I give it a, I get a real high Padawan. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Again, I, I couldn't watch it three times if I didn't enjoy it. And I'm glad we got to see at least, um, you know, not not saying this would have been his hundred percent vision, but to seeing what we got to see, and I I, I fucking love the the I, I was waiting for where the fuck is a nightmare scene, you know, and right. I loved I loved and you said it too, David. I love that dialogue, that just yeah. tense dialogue back and forth. You know, you better watch the next thing that comes out of your mouth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I always love it. We, we had it. Did you guys see that, uh, bat in the sun movie? The, that just came I out. I haven't the, watched it yet. Dying is easy. Cause I, I listen, I love any time the Joker and they he does it in that one a lot more. 
any time where he turns the screws on killing Robin. I fucking mm-hmm. love that shit, you know? So yeah. you're sending a boy wonder to do a man's work. Oh my gosh. I just I just it's just stupid stuff I just like. So um it uh like you said, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I got to see it and and uh and uh I'm just I and I knew the people who would complain about the aspect ratio. I, I posted that on our page that week before. <laughs> I'm like, it's waiting for the people to complain about the aspect ratio. Uh if that's your biggest problem with it, you got issues. But uh it was a lot it was a lot of fun. I was shocked. Yeah. Well, I will say that I'll start out by saying that Josh Joss Whedon's version is an absolute abortion of a movie. It is as low of a movie as you can go in the superhero genre. It is the biggest of Jar Jars of all Jar Jars. And so making it a better film than that wasn't going to be a hard sell for me. Um, I think this, I agree that he left everything in there because he could. He did not need to. This was just a fucking fuck you. I don't have to put anything on the cutting room floor and I'm not going to. I wish he would have, to be honest. This did not need to be four hours. This could have been easily cut down to a 245 movie and gotten the same points across, same, and not really sacrificed anything from the story. Um, Part of what you could have done is possibly sped up three quarters of the movie that was fucking filmed in slow motion to begin with. I fucking hate that. Every scene does not need to be as slow as fucking possible for five minutes and then speed up. It's fucking stupid. That whole Wonder Woman scene, it could be completely cut out of the movie. Is not needed at all. Doesn't make sense. That, like, I get why they reworked it to make it kind of... Are you talking about the sense. bank scene in the beginning? Yeah. Oh, that okay. fucking drove me crazy. Because it's like... It, she wastes so much time going to fucking blow up that bomb. Or fly up into... You know, not even that far... Where there's still buildings. And throw the brief, briefcase up. When it's supposed to explode in a four, four block radius. That's still going to do damage. Like, didn't make sense. Just fucking did it. Like, there's, to me, there's big improvements on storytelling, fleshing out. I think Cyborg was done justice. I think this was his movie. But that being said, he shouldn't have been introduced in this movie. He should have had his own movie. This should, like, this was still a rush job to compete with the MCU. Um, I didn't like the Flash stuff at all. I actually dislike the Flash more now <laughs> than when I saw the movie first because he was used so little in the first movie, first version of this. The more they added of him, the less I liked him. I don't like Ezra Miller as the Flash. I think that he plays it with a person with a disability, but doesn't quite let you know what the disability is and then comes off kind of weird and stupid as opposed to being afflicted and that to me doesn't make sense um 
really Ray Fisher fucking killed it. I, I, that dude has every right to complain about what got left on the cutting room floor and how bad he got treated in that movie because he is so much of that movie and really there's, you can tell that there was a malicious intent by Joss to get him out of the movie as much as possible. I get there's a lot to cut down in the, to make it a two hour movie as per directed by Warner brothers. It was all sacrificed by Ray Fisher. Everything that got cut out was almost completely Ray Fisher and a few, and a bit of the flash, but he could have, he deserved to be cut down. So fuck Ezra Miller. Um, it just, to me, it was an extended version of what we saw in the theater outside of some clear storylines revolving around Dark Side, which makes much more sense. Um, but at the same time, I feel like if we all saw this in the theater, we'd all have the same gripe that we would at least have something to look forward to, but it was really just a long movie that had a ton of slow motion in it and kind of set up dark side and everything. But the way they told the story, if, if Lois Lane's the key and your future revolved around her and Bruce Wayne being in a relationship, then that relationship should take place in this movie, not in a subsequent movie where if she dies in the Batcave because fucking Bruce couldn't save her because they're dating, then that doesn't make sense why she's so quickly to go back with, like, with Clark. Like This obviously happens in a, a smaller frame time from when Superman actually dies. Um, because in Joss's it felt like they'd been away for months and months. This felt like they were away for weeks, maybe, yeah. not even. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to set up a pivotal moment with that makes it so that Superman blames Bruce for letting Lois die because he took Lois away from Superman, that needed to happen in this movie, not the sequel. And that, to me, didn't make sense. I think if you get to the fucking nightmare storyline in this movie, by the end of this movie, it makes more sense to make that relationship. So to me, I, I think knowing that it's leaps and bounds better than Whedon's version, there's still inherently wrong things with this. I give this a low Padawan. And not low to the point where I'm going to, like, close to Jar Jar this shit. But I still think it has a lot of problems. I don't get the... I think just because we got a better version than what we saw from Whedon does not make it a remarkable film. It makes it a better film, but I think it still inherently has flaws throughout it. And it's unfortunate because... He had time, and I get where he was going to go with it, but knowing where he was going to go with it, I would have liked to seen that. Like, people now sitting here going, 
he needs to finish this trilogy. No, he doesn't, because now he's fucking with this to the point. Because even Joker at the end says something about multiple timelines, where now are you going to introduce multiverses and shit like that? Like, the one thing I don't want them to do is get a hair across their ass that they need to make sequels to this and go ahead and move forward without Zack Snyder and just really fuck this whole thing up. Uh, that's but you my know that's story. what that's what's that's what's gonna happen. That's exactly what's gonna happen. And so I just I, just get prepared for it. I just don't think that this movie deserves to go forward. This movie needs to be it because if you have a vision then Zach needs to be the one to carry out this vision, not someone else, because whoever takes the reins from this is not going to be able to connect this story any better than Zach. It's just going to be, it's going to be a fucking sequel trilogy mess. It's going to be, well, we got this person to start the trilogy. We got this person to do the second movie because we didn't know where we were going. And then we brought the other person back because we need to finish out and we're done. Fuck it. We're all over we can't have that with Justice League. That's fucking. Hear, I want to hear. Let's. let's well, I want to hear what Chris has to say. <sighs> Come on. I, I forgot Chris was actually on the call. He's been so quiet. This, you know, movie, David will ramble on forever. Come on. Well, I mean, <laughs> this movie was fucking dog shit, and <laughs> and I put up with Joe's fucking. Bullshit defense of Wonder what? Woman 1984. I'm not putting it up and putting up with it this time. You know, <laughs> this fucking movie sucked. The only thing they needed to add to this movie was the last six minutes of the fucking movie, the nightmare scene. That was all they needed to do. And they still cut out uh, the black guy's time, uh, Ray Fisher's time, because they didn't show Cyborg's aunt that owned a fishing boat in New Orleans. <laughs> fucking. And was fucking trying to catch shrimp and get a loan from a bank. So fucking it, this this was just shit. It it was as shitty as the first one, with the only exception being that this was four hours of shit, as opposed to two and a half hours of shit five years ago. So there you go. That's my opinion of this fucking. It, th- th- this doesn't even warrant a, a, a half hour discussion. The movie was sucked, and with with the fucking. With that PlayStation fucking CGI, like I don't, I don't know how you guys could say that the CGI was better. Fucking Steppenwolf looked like dog shit. When they cut off his horn, it looked like fucking dog shit. It it looked like a fucking uh an Xbox game. Yeah, everybody's shutting up now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> what a varied what a varied group of opinions. I no, honestly, I'm not surprised. I knew because to this day, I still think that Whedon's version of Justice League is a better movie than Wonder Woman because I fucking hate that Wonder Woman movie so bad. And it, I fucking despise that Wonder. I to me, as bad as Wonder Woman is, like that's the low bar for DC. yes, yes, I agree, and. Honestly, did we need four minutes of floating hot dogs during that fucking flash scene? Yeah, I really, the, there was, I'm surprised how many people are jumping on how good this movie is. Because if you really look at it, Whedon's story really just changed Steppenwolf's motivations, 
and it changed Cyborg's backstory. Not, not it didn't change it, but it fucking slaughtered it from the original cut. It changed how they dealt with parademons and who the mastermind of the villain was because they knew they weren't going to go forward with a dark side storyline. So they had to change that somehow. That being said, I really don't think that had this released four years ago and cut down to be a two and a half hour, two hour, 45 minute movie. If, if they told Zach that you had to cut this down to make it a two hour movie, no, no questions asked. This movie would have been worse than the Whedon cut because he would have had to cut so much out of it. Well, yeah, and that's what we were talking about before is that we, like, you know, he's got the he's got the graces to do whatever he wants with this one. You can leave every piece of footage in that you want for your vision, vanity, ego, whatever. But if it was going to be theatrical, that's another story. I mean, you you you've got to pick up like like you said, David. The, the the bank scene d- doesn't play any purpose other than it's an action scene. You mm-hmm. really don't you don't need that. So you can cut out that ten minute scene. Um, you know they 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 did they, you know they added Volko back in. Uh, so they had a you know a pre Atlantis scene, and then they had the mother box scene in in Atlantis. And but again, and they and I, and I watched these scenes like back to back and I'm like, and I turned on justice league and I watched it and just seeing how, cause you know, justice league was two, was like two hours on the money almost. Yeah. yeah so that, I mean, they yeah. cut so much because number one, they wanted it two hours. They wanted a standalone movie and it had to be released by a certain date because WB executives got bonuses based on. Right. So right. you have, you had a perfect storm of just get this thing out. Um, you know, and you have some things that, you know, there's some of the Smallville after Superman's back scene that was reshot, which there was really no point except for like Joss Whedon's ego or something that to read to that scene was fine. Everything that happened right. in Smallville w- was fine. The, the one thing, the one thing you talk about the flash, the one thing I did like about this one is they actually, you know, they did get more into his powers about, you know, almost like flashpoint type stuff because he had to do, he had to do two, two different times where he had to go fast enough to reverse time. You know, when they did the mother box dropping into the pit. And then the main thing, which I loved at the end scene was where they didn't, they didn't separate them. And then the earth was about to get terraformed. Everyone was about to be destroyed. And it reminded me of the flash scene that was in, if you remember with with the, one of the cross early crossovers with arrow where he had to travel back to undo the explosion. Yeah. And yeah. I, I loved, I, I just loved that. It was just, it reminded me of flashpoint paradox, which is a vastly superior movie than this. Just, you know, that's what oh, I told yeah. my son. I said, if you want to see a really good alternate timeline flash movie, I said, watch flashpoint paradox on my yeah. voodoo account. So, so I, I did like that where he had to undo, undo time to do that. So, um, and like I said, at the beginning, I love Man of Steel. I love Batman v Superman. I like Zack Snyder, so I'm biased towards that. I don't, I don't fall over every single thing he does. I think he his visuals are beautiful. Um, 
uh, there's other things that he could do that would enhance it. One of the things that he did do that I will mention in that Wonder Woman bank scene was, and I criticized him for this in Man of Steel for the, if you remember, like there's Neil deGrasse Tyson voiceover and they're talking about, should there be a Superman, blah, blah, blah. And right. the there's a scene of the, the people on the roof in that, you know, where the flood is up to the top of the roof. And they're yeah. looking up and they see Superman up there as a god, right? Where he doesn't continue the scene, he doesn't bring Superman down to their level and kneels and he's like, you know, I've got you. You know, they did that with this Wonder right. Woman at the bank scene with the girls. You know, she's like, are you okay? Is everybody okay? You know, the the girl. But, but, but also, the girl, can, can, can I, can I, can I, can I be just like you? No, I have powers, you know, but. Yeah. <laughs> also, the, the problem I had was. Why didn't Wonder Woman just lasso a cloud and fly and fucking get rid of the bomb? Yeah, nobody has an answer to that, right? Yeah, because hey, this whole I'm fucking thing side. is stupid. Listen, I I don't blame anyone for trying to forget about anything that came out of Wonder Woman 84. So that if, if she did lasso a fucking cloud in this movie, I would have been pissed. I would have fucking hated this movie cause just on the jad alone. Um, but to Joe's point, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone is saying that this is a perfect movie. Um, I just think the the point is it's better than what we got as a theatrical release, and that's where I that's where I fall down. It's better than what we got. It's a it's. I personally think almost all the characterizations were better. I think yeah. Wonder Woman was 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 better. Um, in this version than in in Whedon's version, there was no fucking like. Co- fucking booty shots and fucking uh flash falling on her boobs and none of that shit worked for me none of that shit worked um aquaman looks came off less of of a surfer dude with the my man oh yeah like that none of that shit i mean he said some of that but it was less pronounced in this one um he came off more brooding definitely that lasso scene was taken out and now you know was was not included in this one and that was great because that was a stupid scene so he came off better batman came off better and and less of a dick and more of a trying to struggle with getting a the team gathering a team um so and of course obviously i mean it you it, it cannot be understated how much ray fisher came off better his characterization his acting skills like i think we tech we were texting a, a few weeks back and i was like oh he's starting to sound like a bitter bitch yeah. you know with all the complaining he's doing about wb but now seeing everything that was taken out regarding his storyline i understand um so yeah i mean i well, and the other thing they the other thing they they fixed is remember when we just we just watched us like a few weeks ago was the third remember the third mother box I'm like they're just gonna let it they know it's on top of that car right. over there and it just gets stolen in this one his father freaking grabs it brings yes. it into the lab he yes. fucking uh, I don't know Sacrifices why he had himself yeah I, but I don't know why he had to to maybe because the control was in there I don't know but anyway but he tags the freaking box and that's how they find you know and, and so that makes sense so and it's, and also the, the 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 scene and I went back and watched that this part of Justice League the theatrical distance uh, to compare it the re the motivation and the explanation as to why 
they decided to use the mother box to reanimate or re bring back Superman was better in this yes. one than in the first one, than yes. in the theatrical. So, uh, and I agree with, with Chris and, and David, the, it was still bloated with, with the, the exposition and the, the very long drawn out um, voiceovers. The, the, he overdoes the slow-mo action. He could have done away with, with, you know, some of the scenes. Martian Manhunter scene could have been done away with, except for when he showed up at the end. Like, that scene in the middle where they first introduced him was completely unnecessary. Well, that, it was a waste. It's not yeah. even unnecessary. It's a waste. You introduce a character that doesn't end up being part of the battle, which would be helpful to the to the battle, which he even knows... Because he even comes to Bruce afterwards, says, you know, Darkseid's not done. So, like, he knows all this shit. If you're going to introduce him talking to fucking Lois Lane then you, and make him part of the fucking Justice League story, then you need to make him part of the fucking Justice League and not fucking waste him by doing a fucking five-minute short with Lois Lane. That's bullshit. Yeah. And, and when you're in the fucking park and you're fucking boyfriend comes back from the dead and you are fighting him and he is supposed to be dead as as well as some other reporter named Clark Kent you don't use his fucking name in front of cops you don't sit there and yell Clark it's Superman you're not that fucking stupid both her and Batman both did it and that drove me nuts there's no fucking reason that they don't know that they're surrounded by people and they're just going to yell out, Clark, Clark, as clear as they, you fucking idiots. Stop. Yeah. But, but, but that was just so like, dumb. It was just like that scene with Alfred when uh, Batman was uh, fucking with the Parademon at the beginning of oh, the, yeah. uh, the original yeah. one. Where, yeah. where he was like, Bruce, Bruce this and Bruce that. Alfred, you know? he's like, Alfred, Al yeah, like yeah. The, the, Al the robber is sitting right there. Yeah, fucking idiots. Let, so let's let's stupid. let's go to I maybe something we can agree on. Let's let's talk about the nightmare scene because okay, that nightmare scene was great. That's uh, all that was needed. Uh, the um, so you know you get you get the Flash in that armored costume and and now we get you know get Deathstroke, you get Mira, right. which is, I didn't I wasn't expecting that kind of stuff. Um. But the, the 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 fucking Batman Joker dialogue, uh, and I know you know James Hop's a huge Batman fan. He was mad. He goes, "I don't like his take." I said, "I said I like seeing a different Joker take, you know, yeah. because you there's there's so many ways to play it." Um, but I love it where he's like literally just egging him on. You know, how many alternate timelines do you destroy the world because you don't have the guts to die yourself? Which is fucking true if you think about it, like you know, and uh, you know, and and you know, I'd be you know, I'd be happy to discuss with you why you sent the boy wonder to do a man's job. I, like I said before, I just I love all that shit, uh, and the Batman, like you know, when Harley Quinn begged me with her last breath that when I kill you and make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. That <laughs> I would do it slowly. I was like, yes, <laughs> that's when you use the f word in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. I think that fucking nightmare scene is what I wanted for the end of this movie. Like, I think you could have had, you could have, if you're going to make this a four-hour movie, 
you cut out a bunch of this bullshit, you add in the lowest story, you end up having Darkseid come in after they defeat fucking uh, um, Steppenwolf, and then you fucking have Lois die. Like, you rewrite that so that all works, and you get to this nightmare scene at the end of this movie, and why fucking... Batman has now said, fuck it, I'm killing every motherfucker. I don't care. And that means I will kill you. I just need you right now. I'm fine with that Batman. That, at that point, that Batman but, is... You, I agree that's where he's going to end up. But see, the problem... See, what, what you're... The thing with, with, with that line of thinking is... Yeah, that makes sense if there if you're gonna con- if you if there's a plan to continue yes. the story, right? Um, so yeah, which he, which he had planned on a sense. trilogy, which he planned on right. a trilogy. So he that's the problem. He's trying trilogy. to cram, right. Yeah, yeah. So, but for this, but for him, you know, as far as we know, as of right now, this is a one and done thing. This is a the magical unicorn being made real, one one time only. The Pinocchio's being made a boy for one night only. So. He basically was like, fuck it, I'm just going to throw everything out there. And it probably was a little bit of a fuck you to the people, you know, at Warner Brothers at the time that made the decision to fuck with, you know, his vision like that and and cut it down and butcher it. So, yeah, put it all in there. But now if you're going to plan to try to have a trilogy or or plan to move this, the, this line of the the of the the universe forward then yes david's points are are very valid they should have done a four-hour thing they should have you know tightened it up a little bit more to to position to move forward but we don't know if they'll ever move forward i do think that part of that nightmare scene might be the setup for the flash movie if if it ever comes to fruition i fucking hope um but it might not so yeah there it is. Yeah, I I really did dig that fucking nightmare scene though. I love that dialogue between Bruce and the Joker. And I like I like this version of the Joker far more than what we got in in Suicide, uh, Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad because this feels like the Joker. This feels like the Joker that eggs on Batman and presents a real menace like that you know what i mean like he gives that fucking feeling that you're you should be scared of him whereas just uh, suicide squad you just kind of felt like he was a thug with some fucking face tattoos and some makeup on like he didn't feel threatening he didn't feel scary scary he feels every bit the joker in this I, i still not a huge fan of his laugh for the joker but Really liked how he came off in this as opposed to Suicide Squad. And and just that, like, that's what I want. If you're going to make this a fucking dark series, this is what I want. This is how dark I want it to be. I want Batman fucking on the verge of snapping that motherfucker's neck at any time. Yeah, I think they said that they're going to do a comic book extension of this to... To finish this out, I think. Yeah, uh, Snyder and Jim Lee are actually supposed to be teaming up on a comic book. Yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, 
honestly, like, I I love that apocalyptic visions them having to fucking band together and fight Superman and shit. Like, I'm I'm totally down for it. Um, I just you know, again, if you if you have to make that story, is this an alternate timeline story? Is this a multiverse story? Like, what are you doing? And and why is it varied so far from how we left off in Justice League? That to me, you're gonna have to find a way to work that around. Because, well, what Joker said, you know, in how many timelines are you gonna right. let people? That kind of is a is a is a kind of a nod to the fact that it's gonna be a multiverse. It is an alternate timeline story because, in whatever way, would the Joker even know about the different timelines unless there's been changes to the timeline that he's aware of? Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else got anything to say? We we've run the gamut on fucking Justice League. That that like we got we have two high padawans, a low padawan, and fuck this piece of shit. That would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was the funniest. I was There was nothing I, that we said to change your mind, Chris. Nothing. No, no, not nothing no. at all. Nothing. No, nothing. I, but the one thing I do want to point out is for all those fucking people that years ago were saying, uh, like the actors saying, I've seen the Snyder Cut and it's so great, that th- this just proves that it was bullshit because it wasn't even done back then. There wasn't even a Snyder Cut back then. Fucking So, so that that's something that jaded me on this to begin with. Fucking lying fucktards over it. Fucking no, DC. that's not true. That's not true because, there, I mean, he did... He had filmed the majority of the shots. The stuff that was left over was the post-production stuff. I, I think you're really reaching to go with that. That no, it's that... true. It's true. No, I, I he left. Think, he left think... the movie in post-production. So all the film, all the scenes that were that he filmed were done. The only thing was was the editing, putting it together, and finishing up the CGI. So there yeah. was technically a Snyder cut out there. Piece of shit. Yeah, no, honestly, he had, oh, he had, from what I heard, he had like 85% of the movie done. It was, there was a couple things missing and it was stuff that Joss Whedon put in, but a lot of it had to do with kind of the, the, um, nightmare scenes. Like whenever, so, so, so now whenever you... they went to like, whenever fucking Cyborg had those fucking weird flashing flashbacks that happened in the future or whatever was like some of the shit that hadn't been done that kind of fleshed out All this right. movie. Okay. okay. So you're saying 85% of the movie was already done Snyder's way, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So now could we await the Lord and Miller cut of solo because the exact same thing happened with that? Hey, I'd be down at this point. Like, I'm all for these like weird director cuts to come out. I honestly think that I get I'm kind of alone in this boat, but two thirds of Solo is a really good movie. It's fucking that first third is horrible dog shit. And I think that is all Ron Howard. And that is absolutely depressing because that first third of the movie is horrible. But the second third's great. So it, I would love to see what Lord and Miller did with it. I think the problem is, is these studios are doing are these reshoots like they do a movie and then they they test market it 
and with test audiences. And if the test audiences don't like it, then they feel compelled to go back and reshoot shit. And I, I, I think that's the problem. It's just like, just fucking come up with a version, get a, spend the money, develop the script, get a really good solid script, do the best you can, and put it out there. Yeah, but the problem is it's hit and miss because Rogue One was basically a direction by committee. True. And true. Rogue Good One was great, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it, it was. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Fuck you. Rogue One Rogue One was very good. Yeah, I like Rogue One. <laughs> fucking island on, on my own. God damn you, people. David, you're that high. Go is. home. I I am high and I am home, but I get it. Teach their own. Um, all right. Uh, do we want to talk boss level or do we want to save that for next time we record? Save that um, shit for next time. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I, I just and I just I just remembered it. it it, when I told you like the best shrimp I had in New Orleans, when we were down there, we were down there in '92. Me and my when I was date before I had my wife, we were dating, and uh, we did we. I have video of us. We were on a shrimp boat, and she got shit on by seagulls. So I do have that on VHS. <laughs> so I have been on a shrimp boat on a tour with this guy telling us how things work. So. <laughs> All right, well, fucking... Was it a black guy or a black No, it was not. Yeah, all right, listen, Forrest, just fucking calm down and post that picture, all right? (laughs) right? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, you you post a picture of your wife getting shitted on on the internet, and you think the fucking... You you think the house house projects you're doing now are Uh, bad? Yeah. Just wait till that. Yeah, no Um, thanks. Yeah, you'll be redoing bathrooms and shit for the next year. Fuck that. Oh, shit. All right, then. In that case, uh, Chris, thank you for joining us. I knew this would be an absolute This was fucking fun, man. Thank you. I totally appreciate appreciate the invite. So until next time, we will talk to you later. Your favorite show. We got this. Tune in. Let's say this news. The latest on the street. You know how we do? Comic book. Check it out. New movie. I said, you know how we do? Mm. Music, fashion, culture, Woo. all you yeah. need. Uh. You know we got you covered. Yeah. Different points of view. Best friends. Over 30 plus years. Wow. One white, one black. Woo.